0: I oh, there was a life insurance on Ray, her husband, and I promise you, what has got Kathy through the death of a 16-year-old son and the death of a 50-year-old husband, and some of you I'm speaking to today, maybe you had life insurance on a loved one, but it's not so much life insurance that's gotten you through, it's life assurance knowing that they answered that question, the most important question in that, am I saved? And they left that for their family. Amen? And if you're saved, I think you'll see some things in here that might encourage you tonight. Number one, if you're saved, you can know that you're saved because of the power of the Scriptures. Look at verse 13. In Him, that's Jesus, you also trusted when? After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Now remember the writer here is none other than the Apostle Paul. He knew something about what he wrote there. Because he had trusted in Him, Jesus, and he'd done that after he had heard the word of truth, the gospel of his salvation. Don't ever forget, before Acts chapter 9, in that of Paul's testimony, he's already in Scripture in Acts chapter 7. And he's in Scripture in Acts chapter 7, not as a preacher to the church, but a persecutor of the church. And that day Stephen full of the Holy Spirit of God, stood in front of a big crowd, and he preached the word to them. They hardened their necks, and they began to stone him. And the Bible says that Saul, in in chapter 8, verse 1, stood there and consented to his death and held their clothes, their coats, while they stoned him. I believe that's why he says in him, Jesus, you also trusted and you didn't trust him till you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. The apostle Paul, I believe the start of it is when he heard Stephen just tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about Jesus Christ who came, died, was buried, and rose again. You ever think about that? That's the Apostle Paul. Salvation started by hearing the Word of Truth. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So if you're saved, guess how you got saved? By the power of the Word of God. By the power of the Scriptures. You ever wondered why Paul was excited in the book of Romans chapter 1? And he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but everything that's within me, I'm ready to go preach it in Rome. You know why? He understood if he had just loosed the Word of God, he had just loosed the gospel, it had the power in those scriptures to see people saved and born again. And so I'll share Harold Spencer's story. Do you know Harold Spencer? Maybe you don't know Harold Spencer, but maybe you know Tracy Crossfield. She goes to church here. Her and Miss Candy, they had children's church this morning. But I know Harold Spencer before I knew Tracy Crossfield because he was a rodeo cowboy. He's in his 70s. He's living in a travel trailer in Afton, Oklahoma. He's sick, sick, sick. And he, once a big old tough steer wrestler, is drawn down to nothing. A few weeks ago, Marty Brock and I met at Big Cabin Truck Stop, not to go to rodeo like the past days, but to go make a pastoral visit with Harold Spencer. And in that visit, when we thought we was going to bless and comfort him, he welcomed us into that travel trailer. And man, I just sat and listened to Harold Spencer. Marty asked him about his first wife who had went on to be with the Lord and his kids and Marty's knew him and he lived around Marty's hometown for lots of years and I didn't know in depth about his family. And I said, Harold, what about your salvation? And he told of how there was a revival in his hometown. He looked at Marty and said, you may remember the revival. You may not. You're just a young whippersnapper. He said, but Brother Lundy was the pastor. That's Marty's mentor. And he said, he had invited me to the revival and I'd come to the revival and I'd listen to what the preacher said. And man, I'd been chewing on that for a full day, but I was entered in a rodeo. And I went to the rodeo, but I just continued to chew on what that evangelist had said. It was the power of the Scriptures. He said, because I didn't get to go to the revival the one night, I went back the next night. And man, all the next day, I chewed on what the evangelist said. It was the Scriptures. And the pastor knew that he had come a couple of nights, so he knew that he was hungry and he was searching. So Harold said, I was working on my truck, getting ready to go to another bunch of rodeo. And he said, Marty, you know how Lester Lundy was. He showed up at my house. And he began to share his faith some more. And he said, right there in my front yard, I give my life to the Lord. Now, Brother Marty Brock said, man, that's good. But i got to ask you about, and he named his second wife. I can't recall her name. He said, now, was she saved because he had outlived two wives, folks? He said, man, she told me she was before we got married. you just got to love them old cowboys. They're just straight shooters. Because, you know, you're not supposed to be unequally yoked. I mean, just a straight shooter. But he said, boy, did I ever question that after I married her. I'd ask her, you don't go to church? And she didn't want to go to church much. But what really got me, boys, is I never could get her to read her Bible. I was often trying to get her to read her Bible. And one day she just looked at me, And she said, I just don't understand it. Now, he said, you two's preachers. But I looked at her, and I don't know if I told her right, but I think I did. You listening? He said, I told her, if you're saved, you understand a little bit of it. Folks, that old layperson might have taught two preachers something. The natural man does not understand the Scriptures. But if you're saved, you understand enough of it to know that you're a sinner in need of a Savior because it was the Word of Truth that revealed that to you. So if you're saved here tonight, you can know that you are, and you can know that it started. You were saved by the power of the Scriptures. And all God's people ought to be saying, Amen and Amen. And I agree and Amen and shout Hallelujah to Harold Spencer. If you're saved, you may not understand the whole Bible but you understand part of the Bible. And let me tell you, when you dig in, you can understand more and more of the Bible. And you go to church and you get taught, you can understand more and more of the Bible. Man, the most important question you can ask, am I saved? And if you, know, you can know that you're saved by the power of the Scriptures. But secondly, listen, you can know you're saved because you're sealed by the Spirit. Now, I didn't know when I was preaching this morning. I was going to be right back on this. I ought to. But listen to verse 13, in in him, in whom also having beloved, having believed, I can't see, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Listen to verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. You heard the word of truth. You believe. That was your salvation. And now Paul says you can know you're saved because of the power of the Scriptures, but you can know you're saved because you're sealed by the promise of the Spirit. It's in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance. I said it this morning. I'll repeat it tonight. Romans 8 9 says, He who does not have the Spirit is not mine. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. In other words, when you say, I'm saved, I'm heaven bound, the Holy Spirit who's abode, who abides in you, resides in your heart, should give you a witness to a hearty amen. And you can know that you are sealed by the Spirit. Now, in Bible days, they didn't have engagement rings. They had a seal. So when someone said yes, like Donna did to me, if we make it, now it's not a guarantee, but if we make it to October, we're going to celebrate 30. A lot of people ask me, how in the world have you put up with her for 30 years? And I just simply answer By the grace of God. Amen. Bonnie, what are you shaking your head about? Think that might be the other way around? Yeah. But listen to me. Before we was married and started this 30 years of marriage, I placed on her finger not a wedding ring, but an engagement ring. That was a promise that we would be wedded in future days. In Bible days, it was seals that was made. And when someone would marry, you'd ask them to marry, they would be a seal. And that was a promise that there was a wedding day coming. Come on, what the Apostle Paul is telling us is when we get saved by the power of the Scriptures and a calling of the Holy Spirit, we get a seal which is the Holy Spirit, we are engaged, and one day, Gary preached on it under the tent, and one day there's going to be a wedding day, and we get to slip off the engagement rings, the Holy Spirit of promise, and we are wedded to the Father. You got that? But then he says, who is the guarantee, not only is he that seal, that engagement ring, But he's also the guarantee of an inheritance. And the word guarantee there is the same word we use when we make a purchase of land or something. We put down earnest money. My conversation, or at least one of them with Trenton this week, was how about the house? He said, well, we had to give him some earnest money. And so that earnest money was simply to guarantee the purchase. Hold it, and there's going to be a closing day. So what did God do for us? He gave us the earnest, not money, the earnest of the Holy Spirit, meaning not only do we have a wedding day that we are sealed with the Spirit of God, we got a closing day. He give us the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as earnest money, and one day we're going to close this deal. That's good stuff, folks. You can know you're saved, and one day the engagement ring of the Holy Spirit will turn into a wedding ring. And the inheritance, the guarantee, is the Holy Spirit of God. That's a sign of ownership. He owns us, and there's going to be a closing day. The most important question is not how much life insurance you got. The most important question, are you saved? And you're saved by the power of the Scriptures, and you can know that. And you are sealed by the promise of the Spirit. You've got the engagement ring, and you've got the earnest money, and all God's people ought to be saying amen and amen. And in that visit with old Harold Spencer... He said, you know, when I got diagnosed with this stuff, you guys know my brother. Him and my sister started telling me all this I was going to do, and I love old cowboys because they tell it like it is. He raised up in that recliner, and he said, I said, you goofy outfits. He said, I've lived a long life, and I ain't going to be taking dialysis. I ain't going to be taking treatments. I'm going to tell you what he knew. He knew he was looking forward to a wedding day. He was looking forward to his closing day. And isn't that something as Christians? Sometimes we want to prolong that and put that off. And how much joy is it going to be when we are wedded to the Heavenly Father? And how much joy is there going to be when we get to have our closing day with the Lord Jesus Christ? No wonder old Harold Spencer, when they started getting mad at him, telling him, he said, them goofy outfits. And why in the world would somebody want to get to wedding day and closing day? And all God's people said, amen. I was pretty sure Harold Spencer knew not only the power of the Scriptures, but he knew the promise of the Spirit. But then I'm not going to be long tonight because I'm one point and I don't even have subpoints away from finishing. Are you saved? You can know that you're saved because of the power of the scriptures, the promise of the Spirit, but you can know one day you'll be subdued by the praise of the Savior. Now look here at verse fourteen. He says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, got a closing day coming, earnest money's down, and the redemption of the purchased possession. In other words, closing day. He's the guaranteed of your inheritance and he's the redemption of the purchased possession. And that's what I say, there's a comma in my Bible and in, in the original text, there's no punctuation. That is right. But what happens, the Apostle Paul puts to the praise of His glory. I just believe the Apostle Paul held the pen, and the Holy Spirit's guiding and directing, and he thinks about Mr. Stephen preaching that word, and he understood the power of the Scriptures, and he's ready to preach it everywhere because he was the gospel light, man. He could not wait. He knew that's how people was going to be saved. And as he done that, there was times that he said himself under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I don't do the things I ought to do. I do the things that I shouldn't do. You think he wasn't praising God that he was sealed, had him an engagement ring. He had the inheritance of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that had him sealed and kept until that day. And then he says, but one day there's going to be a wedding day. One day there's going to be a closing day. And it's just like he breaks out in praise. To the praise of his glory. He kept thinking about that day, folks. Doesn't our Bible teach that he was pretty beat up and banged up? Didn't he write that I bear the marks of the cross? Would you think about the Apostle Paul? Shipwrecked, stone, snake bit?" Would you be I mean, I want you to think about how he might have looked. No wonder he went to praising God. I don't know if Moses needed any tablets, but I'm gonna bet you Paul could have used some ibuprofens after the shipwrecks. And the snake bites. And he's writing and he knew that he was saved, and he got to thinking about one day that body that hurt and ached was going to be subdued, changed, never to be the same again. You with me? Harold Spencer, 220 pounds of steer wrestler. 140 pounds now. Strong and big old hands. But when we visited, him, if you'd have had a camera when we walked in that trailer i'm sure marty brocks and i's eyes when we seen his body and how small and how shrunk it up it was i'm sure you could have read our faces of wow he's weak when i asked miss tracy about him last week she said he's just weak and if you've seen him before and you've seen him now he's weak but i'm going to tell you he didn't budge he's looking her straight in the eye he's looking what straight in the eye death and it don't have anything to do with his life insurance policy it's got something to do that Lester Lundy stopped by there shared the scriptures and he was saved by the power of the scriptures it's got everything to do for him understanding that he was sealed by the promise of the spirit and it had everything to do with he knew one day he was going to be subdued to the praise of God's glory God cannot wait to change these disease-ridden bodies these aching and hurting bodies, into a body just like His. It's often been asked, what are we going to be like, preacher? Well, the Scripture's answer that. Don't know. But listen. Philippians 3.20 For our citizenship is in heaven. If you're saved, you're a foreigner here. Your citizenship got moved to heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to this. Who will transform, subdue, change our lowly body, that it may be conformed, listen to this, to His glorious body, according to the, the working by which... He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. I say I don't know because I really don't know what His glorious body looks like. I just read about it. But I know that same glorious resurrection body that He got. Paul got it. Think he wasn't looking forward to that. He got to praising God. Harold Spencer, disease... Kidney failures got him shrinking up to nothing. He's looking forward to the subduing, to the praise of God the Father. Folks, I want you to look up here and listen. All of us has had family members, and if you hadn't, you probably will, that cancer and disease has ate away at their body. And because they believed... In the scriptures, in the gospel of his revelation, they were sealed with the Spirit. And the next time you see him, I said it before, I thought about Thelbert under that tent. Weak, strong man. And it was all I could do to get him back in his bed. That night he sat up. Next time I see him, That ain't how he's going to be. And these bodies that ache and they hurt, folks, I know that I'm saved because of the power of the Scripture, the promise of the Spirit. And I can't wait till wedding day and closing day because I'm going to get a brand new body. It wasn't a long message tonight, but I just want to tell you, you ever heard the same sign sealed and delivered? What I preach to you is saved, sealed, and one day delivered. If you're a born-again child of God, you're saved, you're sealed, and one day you will be delivered. Let's all stand. Father, we come to you, and sometimes our televisions, sometimes our social media try to make us think there's a more important question than the most important question. And that most important question is the same question that Pontius Pilate asked. What shall I do with the Christ? And so my prayer, if there's someone here tonight that cannot answer that question, Am I saved with a yes, with an amen? I pray tonight would be the night that they would change answering that question from a no to a yes. By simply believing that Jesus is God's Son, He died on the cross and on the third day after being buried rose again. Admitting they're a sinner, believing with their heart, confessing with their mouth the Lord Jesus. And Father, I know with the crowd on a Sunday night, and even a small crowd, there could be someone that needs to do that, and I pray if there is, they will. But Father, for those that's already able to answer that question, am I saved with a yes, a hearty amen, and gets an amen from the Holy Spirit? We thank you for the power of the Scriptures. We thank you for the promise of the Spirit. And we thank you that one day we'll be subdued by the praise of the Savior. And we find great encouragement in that tonight. Father, I pray that each and every one of us would respond in a way that's pleasing to you tonight. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Would you come?